Hello, welcome back to the Mistakes We Made podcast, where we make mistakes, <laughs> embrace our mistakes, <laughs> take accountability and learn from them. I'm Jairus, and I'm 26 years old, going to 27 in May, and I have a group of friends who are actually here this time with Kayla, who wasn't here on the last podcast, and her guest, and her husband, Zach, and also, and Included another person with me, which is Devon, my cousin. And yeah, so I'll let everybody else introduce themselves as well. Who's going next? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Anthony. I was on the last podcast and I'm uh, very happy to be here uh, once again uh, to speak about whatever is the theme today. And um, yeah, just happy to be here. My name is, here we go. My name is Hamza. <laughs> But you can call me James. How is everybody doing? I'm 28. <laughs> a fully grown adult Leo man. <laughs> oh, dang, man. <laughs> and uh, if you're interested, hit the DMs. <laughs> Whose man's is this? Guy, third eye is open. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who's next? Alright, my name is Kayla. I'm less extra than my friend here. But uh, I'm 26. I was supposed to be here on the last podcast, but I was enjoying the weather in Florida. Uh, my name is Zach, a.k.a. Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's supposed to be a serious podcast. No, it's, no, it's, it's supposed to be all those things. <laughs> all right, it's your man's Devon over here. Just had a birthday Monday. You a hater, bruh. 27. Happy belated. Hell yeah, bruh. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. I was there. You were. We got drunk. Well, I was tipsy. I wasn't drunk. It was definitely a good night. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that, that's me. <laughs> Last and certainly not least, <laughs> Robert, me, Should I be. am him and he is I. Oh, welcome. Let's start the show. All right. So we, the theme of this podcast, well, this episode, I should say, oh. is Black History Month. And yes, I know we may not have the best structure at the time, but we're just beginning. So give us some time. And we'll get it together. But you gonna listen. You gonna like it. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. As far as Everything goes. We're gonna start it off with an unpopular opinion about Black History Month. <clears throat> so, whoever would like to have their input of what they want to speak yeah, on. Yes, Kayla. First. Who would like I to nominate go Kayla to go first? Yes. Kayla don't want to go off. Talk to him. Right. No, 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 she's got it. She, she, she's got we it. We both have the same mind. Right, My unpopular opinion about Black History Month <clears throat> is that is an incredibly fucking stupid. Mm. We don't need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like for one and I already did this on my Instagram so I'm not going to talk too much on this I'll let other people talk because I'm sure our opinions will be similar some of us I just why for one why are we excited about it we get shortest month of the year and then we talk about like five people and then everybody's excited oh black black people we're really getting people are really talking about the stuff that we've done no we don't why are we why are we only talking about it now we do stuff we've done stuff since the beginning of time. So why are we only talking about it this time of the year when our history, our, our people have 
built every fucking thing in this world, honestly. So why are we excited about this month? Why do we have this month? Why is it special? Black people are way special to just have a fucking month. And I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't it doesn't do us justice at all. It doesn't excite me at all. If you want to talk about black history, talk to me about it at any time of the year, not just in February. Because I just, I don't care about it. She said, holler at her in October. <laughs> <laughs> any other time of the month. Are, are you black in October? I think January. So. Exactly. We're black it's every not February, month. February, but the rest of the year. <clears throat> I think um, I actually agree with Miss Kayla. You know, uh, fuck Black History Month. You hear me? Um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Um, I will actually say, a problem that I run into a lot is that I actually don't identify as black, but I do not believe that I will be able to get others to understand how I identify. So I just often uh, accept the term black, but I think that you'll find that in the Maghreb, right? So North Africa is called the Maghreb. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Did you know that if you come to the U.S., you're white, legally, categorically. If you are from the Maghreb, meaning North Africa, Ethiopia, Ethiopia, the Niger Valley, any of the Tareg homelands, when you come here, you are legally white. doesn't matter what color your skin is. <clears throat> anyway, I say that to say, I think that we need to get away from this idea of black history and start... I think, I think that, honestly, we need to look at ourselves as aboriginal to the world. And when we let another nation of people talk about or give us our name and we don't give ourselves our name, we're kind of giving them permission to destroy our history. And I say that to, in closing, to say that if we identify as that color black that's one thing. But if you go to Nigeria and you say, I'm black, they won't respect you. Because they're not calling you, but you're not calling yourself by your name. You're calling yourself by the name your enemy gave you. The label. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my... So it sounds like also you're saying basically that when you talk about black history, it sounds more like American history than just like... Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not... You're, <laughs> as a matter of fact, did you know that if you, if you look up black history, you'll only find things in America. If you look up African history or Moorish history, Nigerian history, you're not going to find out about Nigerians that went from Nigeria to America. You're going to find out about Nigerians. You're going to find out about the Moors, Africans in general. So black is clearly something native to Africa. If you go to Nigeria or whatever country in Africa, they're not going to say, yeah, I'm black too. They're going to say I'm Nigerian, Ethiopian. You know, I'm gonna, they're going to say they're their nation. Anyway, that's my point. I think too, though, when you live in America, it, I mean, in general... If your if your family was dragged here on the ship or whatever, they you don't really know where the hell you're from, so you kind of just go with whatever name you were given. Yeah, so that. you just become Toby, I guess. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know either because like it's like what else can I go with or identify as mm-hmm. if I don't know where I'm from? I think I'm kind of I'm fortunate in that way that my father knew who he was. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that. And I feel like, too, when you go to other countries, and I don't know because I've never been, but I feel like they're not going to accept you even if, I don't know, I just feel like 
if you're from America, you're in your own little you're bubble to everybody else. You are, yeah. American. You are American. Yeah. Like, that's how they So what you. your that's ancestors are and what your bloodline is doesn't really matter to everybody but else. But that's what but that's the thing, that's why they call you mm-hmm. American. Because yeah. to them that's what your bloodline is. Mm-hmm. Most of the world thinks that a lot of quote unquote black people are actually already indigenous people from here. As a matter of fact, in the eighteen hundreds there was something called the called the Dawes Commission. And the Dawes Commission reclassified Native Americans who were too black or haven't been raped into being white as Negroes. We look the same. If there's a really good book, the book is called They Came Before Columbus. It's by Ivan Van Sertima. And it talks about how when Christopher Columbus came here, one of the first things he wrote back to Queen Elizabeth was that there was Negroes here. So there was a lot of patterns that you you can actually, it's a really good anthropological work, actually. You can look into it, read the book. <clears throat> and uh, it talks about that, the relationship between Native Americans and um, Africans. There's this idea that Africans and Native Americans had a lot of intermingling going on before Christopher Columbus came here. So I think I think that's an important note. But the reason why they look at us as Americans is the same reason why they look at themselves as Nigerians. Nigerians and Algerians don't get along just because they're Africans. They argue amongst each other like they're different people mm-hmm. because to them... Biologically, they are different people. So, Biologically, we're all the What's your opinion, Devon? <sighs> I get what Kayla's saying about we should talk about it every other month. But, I mean, it is nice to be known, I guess. But are you really being known, though? So, no, like, not really. Oh, I feel okay. like it's a pat on the back. Like, it's a token. It's a token. It's like, oh, you're black. Happy Black History Month. Yeah, here, like, here, you get your Black History Month in and just shut yeah, up Yeah, but about the rest it. of the year, we don't want to hear you. But at the same time, it's like, I guess, not to say anything bad about your review, but it's like you're saying, like, something's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Yeah, but saying, okay, yeah, that's true. It's just, but would you rather have us have actually hold on let's pause pause (laughs) let's take excuse the language go for it let's just let's say stop let's be adults let's say you take a huge shit in the toilet (laughs) (laughs) and the toilet flush is 50 (laughs) percent or let's say alternatively you take another huge shit in the toilet and the toilet doesn't flush at all which one would you rather have? Neither. I'd rather have the one that at least flushes a little bit. It's less of a mess. Yeah. Oh, so, I guess I didn't make a good point. I mean, I understood <laughs> what you were trying to say, but at the same time, like, I wouldn't apply it to this topic because it's like saying, would you rather just have call black people shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this man just called me shit. Stop, stop, stop. It's okay, guys. I'm black. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But, like... <clears throat> See, Black History Month is a very touchy, touchy subject. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, like it shouldn't be. I, it shouldn't, but it is. It's time for reparations, I think. And I disagree uh, with that. that H- HR, we're gonna beat him up in a second, but so, HR. I think it's stupid it? too. All right, Repar- opinion from Zach. <coughs> reparations. Yeah, let's talk about reparations. reparations? Why is it stupid? You really want my opinion on this? Absolutely. Because yeah. I actually want to know this. <laughs> you may yeah. view me differently. Okay. I, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how we view. I think, just I think reparations true. is fucking stupid because why make people pay that had nothing to do with what happened to black folks 
300 years ago. But also, we're going to end up paying our own reparations. So to me, that's even even stupider. And I don't know how that's really going to be helpful to black people, honestly. Because we we don't need money to shut us up. We need recognition and we need respect like everybody else. Reparations isn't respect. To me, it's just like blood money. It's like, let's let's throw some money at the problem. And no one takes us serious anyway when you have black people talking about gangster disciple and all this other bullshit. They just think, oh, these these niggers are just killing each other anyway. We're fucking reparations. Something else had... If we did just get money, a lot of black people wouldn't know what to do with the money. Like, they would blow it on something that would just be gone in, like, a couple of days or so. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you got reparations, but now it's all gone. Now you're, like, mad that you no longer have it. Well, that could be with any race. Personally, yeah. I mean, it could go with any race. Not just yeah, black people, dude. I, It's true. It could go with any race, but I'm saying, like, as black people, we are not... Financially responsible? Yeah. Is anybody? That's fair. That, that's hold on, hold on. Let's pause. Let's pause because I don't agree with that one. Before, before we came here, we ruled the world, right? Mm-hmm. Economically, we dominated the world. Intellectually, we dominated the world. There's a great article by Aubrey Schmedley. She talks about racism was created because the Irish and the Chinese were not strong enough and they couldn't withdraw the workload. And before the, the 1700s, it was, a, it was strange to look at the world Without Africans intellectually, it wasn't possible, mm-hmm. right? So there, something happened. Something happened in between us ruling the world financially, economically, right? To what we've become. What caused that? We know that the banks did redlining, right? Mm-hmm. That created the ghetto, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And if we can look at the whole the situation as a dynamic whole... The China, the Japanese were got reparate. They they got twenty thousand ahead. Yeah. After what? After after they were put in internment camps because yes. they thought they, they were, thought uh, yeah, they were gonna yeah. to destroy America, so to speak. After uh, the Jews, we had nothing to do with the Jews, right? With the the Holocaust, and we give to this day billions. And they they shouldn't get to the crap either. I mean, okay, but my point is, is that there was there was an there to this day is an effective measure put in a place that destroys us, mm-hmm. and it it starts with the education. There's a reason why. There's a reason why we don't know how to handle our finances. Mm-hmm. What is that reason? Now, there's a dynamic reason, of course. Our mothers and fathers weren't taught that. We don't know. And of course, we're all to doomed us, to repeat the to mistakes, keep us stupid right? And not on top. I get that. But, but to agree with you guys, I I think that reparations in terms of money is not per se a good idea. Yeah. First of all, the most important thing is we need land and the mm-hmm. ability yes. to control That's our own wealth, right? So, firstly and most foremostly, what we need first is land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we need some funds. To maneuver around that land. I feel like we also, though, we need more education on how to properly use that, that the finances. Absolutely. Because if we, it doesn't matter how much money we're getting, if we don't know what to do with it and we're spending on stupid crap, yeah, then we we're back at zero again. Infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. It's true. So I, 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 I'll say I'll agree with that. If it's yeah. not just getting, just throwing money at it. Yeah. That's I can understand idea. that. We were, I think, were we talking about that one day? If. Here's what I think would happen if we got a mass reparation. I think that I think that most of us, minus maybe 20% of us, would blow the money. Mm-hmm. What does that mean economically for the U.S.? Prices will go up. It will skyrocket. Why? 
the business owners are saying, dang, this $20,000 car can be 40000 because all these blacks just got what? I did the math, and I think what... I think what was it? Some 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 amount of trillions of dollars, and it equaled out to one hundred and four thousand dollars per person, right? So yeah. one hundred and four thousand dollars per thirteen million people, right? For every thirteen, for every one of thirteen million people, the car dealership is going to say this twenty thousand dollar car can be a forty thousand dollar car, and when we blow the money, that forty thousand dollar car will go back to a twenty thousand dollar car. So they still made. Forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You see what I'm saying? Was ahead of the game, man. He made a skit about this. Yeah, he should have that too. He, he <laughs> talks about that exact same thing man. throughout the skit. Anthony, quiet over there, buddy. What's your opinion? Man? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just listening. Um, I don't know if I have really too much of an opinion when it comes to I don't know if it's necessarily like Black History Month. Uh, or that we have or to get reparations um, I, I don't necessarily agree with the reparations um, in the month per se I don't like I get why it's there and also I also see why people should like we say no to it and, mm-hmm. and reject it and I don't know necessarily where I personally stand on that because um, I never really put all that much thought into it mm-hmm. um i just kind of like let it just be what it is as it is and i've never really um tried to have my own stand on it um should i um probably maybe i don't know um but i just i just don't so okay well is there like talking. another opinion that you may have about any black people or how things are being done is within our um i guess our culture that that we don't usually talk about or anything? Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but I mean, if, if anybody else has some kind of thing, then I definitely would love to. Uh, for me personally, um, I, for Black History Month as a whole, the appreci- giving people, I guess, giving people their flowers is a term that put on like a, Martin Luther King, like the famous ones, you know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, giving them their flowers, that's cool. Even though we should appreciate them every day because what they did impacts us, not just in February. It affects us for the rest of our lives. So that, I guess, is appreciative of people at least recognizing them. But for me personally, I am black every day. So I don't know... If I should be, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm cool, I guess, with it. But it should definitely be, we should definitely be recognized. Not to sound entitled, of course, because I personally haven't done anything that I could, that I could, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> warrant me a day, you know. <laughs> but for the people that have put on for the African, African-American people, yeah. I sat down with a, uh, I'm not going to say his name because he's an Illinois senator now. And I, and I don't think that I want to put everyone in the position of uh, garnishing the smoke, so to speak. But um, there was a senator that myself and my tribe sat down with when he was a, a um, councilman here in the city that we all live in. And uh, we sat down with the tribe and, and, and we sat down with him in a private room. And we said, hey, look, 
we have an outline for some things that can be done to improve the condition mentally of the young children in the schools because I know I don't really talk about it much, but I'm very big on education. And I think that whether you self-educate or if you go through formal education, there should be something for you geared for you. So we said to him, hey, if you teach these kids about people like Mansa Musa and how he was the richest man on planet Earth and he was the king of Mali, if you teach these kids about... If you teach these kids about the pharaohs, pre-Hellenistic Egypt, if you teach these kids about those things and give them that kind of image, it'll improve their self-worth and you'll help fix the problem. And then we also said, hey, if you change the diet and remove all the sugar from the diet, they'll stop being so sporadic and unfocused and you'll help fix the problem. You know what that white senator told me? In front of me and my tribe, I can make a call right now and I can verify that I'm not lying about the story. He said... That will never happen. And the world is changing for people like me. He said that to our face. So as a person that's been on the forefronts and seen, there's a, there's a collective effort to stop mm -hmm. the growth of black people in the country. Of course we need. We need something. We need something. And you know what he did a year ago? This meeting was maybe four or five years ago. A year ago, I got a, I got a message. I'm talking to someone else in this city who's heavy politically. And she said, I was talking to him and he was saying that he's really big on education. Hmm. So what did he do? Maybe he didn't take our idea. But something happened in this thought process that said maybe that is important. And so, man, these people are out to get, out to get us, man. And I think that is very important. And that's only one experience, man. I've had situations where I tried to get people together collectively through a website and the government shut my website down. Yeah, because you don't have the ideas that they want to share. Exactly. And I think as a community, that's where we need to come in. Like parents, families, I'm, community, we need to be teaching these and things. And that's, yeah. that's part of the dynamic, right? So I, in my opinion. There's an internal dynamic and an external dynamic. We need to get on code. One of the biggest problems in our community is colorism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge problem. That's, that's, I'm not so light that I suffered from it, but the idea of being mixed for some people is a thought that to them is like, you should stay away. Yeah. Because they don't know where you stand culturally. And, if, and on an internal level, we need to all say, hey, Brother Jairus, Brother Devon, you're my dark-skinned brothers. You know what I'm saying? I love you. I'm not going to disrespect you in public. You know what I'm saying? These are my, you, you guys are my brothers. I'm a little lighter than you. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? But we're, we're the same. Miss Kayla, you know what I'm saying? Miss, Mr. Zach, you guys are the lighter brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? I love you. We're not going to disrespect you in public. Oh, dang. Mr. Anthony, he's so quiet. I forgot about him. He was blending into the light. You know how they say you blend into your dark. I'm just playing. But we need to be. We need to have an internal policy, something that I hold myself accountable. I hold you brothers and sisters accountable, but there should be an external policy too. You know what I'm saying? We correct each other in private, but in public, when we go out there, we talk in the media. We talk about the reparations and how to build. Whether you agree with it or not, how do we build? That's true. Some, I don't. I believe wholeheartedly in accountability. My mistakes are my fault, and I've made a lot of mistakes in life. But there's a, there's a whole bigger dynamic. Mm -hmm. 
that's at play here that we really got to all focus on and pay attention to. So that's where my opinion about reparations comes from. <clears throat> I got a question for you guys. So, well, for you guys, since you guys are lighter. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It is funny, the darker. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my question is for it you. It is hard being guys, dark. Yeah, what's up? Why you know, <laughs> you feel like it's... A different experience for you guys as far as like uh, being black. So you like, want to talk about like, being black enough? Well, I mean, no, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> as far as like, what do you mean, like the perks of being light skin? Like, like do you, I feel do you like guys notice the perks anything that's being different as I, far as like how you guys are treated in the I public? I feel area? like when you are biracial, mm-hmm. you do get you white people will never see you as white mm-hmm. because right. I'm not that it really matters, but I'm three fourths black and fourth white. Mm-hmm. But if I tell somebody I'm black, they're like, oh, well, you're not black. And I'm like, uh, well, I am black. And, and, and if I tell them what my family is, they'll be like, oh, so you're not, you're not white, but you're not black either. You're light skinned. I'm like, I'm black. But, you know, so white people don't really accept you. I feel like black people don't really accept you. Mm-hmm. So you get like the experience. So you get more experiences that black people do. But um, and then on the other token, for me, I feel like it's kind. Of, that's I don't know. It might be a little bit weird, but like I'll never experience certain things that people who are darker than me will experience because I feel like people look at me and they're like, "Oh, she's the safe black person because she's lighter." <laughs> so I feel like that for other black people, that's how they feel about it too. Like, "Oh, yeah. you're you're lighter skinned, so you you're more accepted to me," and that's true. And I think that's bogus. I hate that ex- that. Not that I want to experience shit shit happening yeah, to I, me, I but <laughs> I don't like the idea of like, okay, I'm black, but I'm not going to, I do get special treatment to an mm-hmm. extent. But then I'll also go places and because I'm black, people will be like, oh, well, I don't know how to take you. And then it's like, okay, but I'm not coming to you in a certain kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Like when I was a kid, um, I went to, it was cold as hell outside. So I was like. I was sweating because I had a whole bunch of coats and stuff on. And I went into Target trying to get changed. So I, this is back when there were pay phones. So I could make a call. And the girl was like shaking. I went to the register to ask her for some change. And I might as well have had a gun pointing at her face. I'm like, girl, for one, I'm a child. I'm a girl. Why are you acting like this? I'm just, I just want some change. But so to me, long story short, that was long-winded. I just feel like when you're, when you are biracial mixed light skin whatever you want to call it you get treated a certain way from both sides mm-hmm. of the fence whether mm-hmm. you're white and black or whatever you are and you'll never completely be accepted by either of your races and then as a man people always think you're soft i know how many mm-hmm. fights i got into because motherfucker thought i was <laughs> soft i mean you know how many jaws i had to break because somebody <laughs> thought i was soft and i'm big i'm big not as okay, a kid, he's man. not like huge. I'm not a, huge. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Ooh. Yes, that's not right. kind of weird. My point is now people don't play because I'm a, a I'm an adult now. But as a kid, I was still stocky, and just because when you're light, they think you're soft. Or as you say, husky. <laughs> yeah, pleasantly plump. Ple- uh, husky. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna keep husky. That sounds like a big dog. Anyway, um, what about Anthony or Zach? Have you guys had any experiences like being differently or treated differently? You want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, um, dark skin experience, dude. Da- hold on, hold on. <laughs> Can we get through this? <laughs> um, I ain't gonna say the town we live in, but if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> um, 
for 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 my situation, um, for people who can't see me, um, I'm I'm half black and half white, and I have kind of a you know the rapper logic. <laughs> oh, you do look like logic. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> I have that kind of situation going on. Um, so I do uh, look white, um, but I feel like the the um, black part of me kind of shines in like more of my facial features a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't like. I don't know what it's like to walk around being, you know, darker. So you don't know that experience. I'm not gonna pretend like I do. Um, but you know that I have had my times where people uh, have treated me differently, uh, just because uh, I am black. Um, and people used to seem kind of be in question about it sometimes when they when they see me. I don't know. Like like. Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, what is you cut? <laughs> What up, damn? That dreadful question. Um, and you know, I, I've had you know I've had someone's uh, a, da- a dad of a girl I was trying to date. I mean, like, I don't want you dating that nigga. Like, that was for real, straight up. <laughs> Dang. Like, like, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. Like, and it's, just, like, it's like it still affects me though. That, that hits the heart. Though the fa- <laughs> yeah, hard heart. Like, yeah. I mean, just because people think just because I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. If people think just because like you're light skinned, people don't. I remember the first time I got called a nigger was in high school. It was the first time it took me back because it was my best friend. He was a he was a white guy. I won't say this. <laughs> he was a white guy, and he was what happened. I was going through the hallway. I was already stressed out, and he was he was like he was with his other white friends. And it's crazy because it's like you could tell what we were going through that time. Everybody's finding out what they stand for. And he walked away. He was like, nah, I don't need to kick it with that nigga. Whoa. I stood there. I just Dang. stood like, there. Did like, he say nigga or nigger? No, I don't need to kick it with that nigger. Ooh. Country white kid. See, see that, that irks a nerve, man. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. It, no, and like I feel you in, in, in those kinds of experiences as well. Like being, being around white people and then... Um, like people who who will just say the n word like very casually or whatever because they're like oh you're you're close yeah, enough to <laughs> right like they don't or like that or they don't even take it seriously yeah exactly you know? like yeah. I you know I mean they look at you mm-hmm. and be like <laughs> and like I just I always think of like um, Carlton that one clip from Carlton mm-hmm. from Fresh Prince when he's like black is what I am not what I'm trying to be you know yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just like that's that's just what that is you know that's still like my dad and half of my family is like that mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it just <laughs> it, it gets it gets weird and it, it gets just it gets unnecessarily complicated for um, no reason. And I think I actually thought about today because I was trying to think of things I could say for this podcast. And I think of my three brothers who uh, are all the same situation, half black, um, but they're all like a bit darker than darker than me. Um, but none of them ha- have ever treated me as if I'm not black or said anything about that kind of thing mm-hmm. none of them now that i think about it and like nobody in my black in my family either mm-hmm. and and in my experiences in my own observations i feel and maybe this is just from what i'm seeing personally but it seems that black people are more accepting of people who are lighter than um and, and that can be kind of in on that too but more so than like uh white people who find out that you're like something else? It does, I can it, agree to that. It does feel yeah. like black people are more accepting, though it's not perfect. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> than um, 
someone who is white accepting you. Right. Yeah. And I think to kind of explain that, like this wasn't my experience. My mom, um, she had somebody that she was dating, and they their family member said, "Why don't you date someone who's actually black?" Because my mom mm-hmm. is mixed, and I was Ooh. like, she was half of a black person. It's like you're still a black person though, yeah. and. A black, someone who is darker doesn't make her not black no, just because black. yeah like she's still a whole black person she's still a whole black woman right. so that's just kind of i don't know to me it's it kind of destroys your your whole identity when your own people are just like oh you ain't one of us right. even if it's more accepting than one side it's still it still sucks so yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys but i went through a self-hate phase mm-hmm. where i was trying to impress <laughs> every white Preach person brother. i knew <laughs> yes. you know what i'm saying and I just, I, you probably would never believe, but I used to walk around like, hey, bro, what's going on, man? And that wasn't even like how I talked for real. Hey, bro. Did I talk like that when I met you? Woo. <laughs> I was like totally different, bro. This was the Fedora King. I was, man, had Fedora, you know what I'm saying? But once I got called the nigger, man, it was like, dang, like, that part I started died. really thinking, like, who am I? What is this? What's going on here? I've done everything to show these white people that I'm not dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I follow the laws. But I still, this this person who was my best friend still went out of his way to make sure his white partners yeah, knew where he people. stood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I think. Zachary? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, well, just to add on to what you were saying, like you tried to show that you're not dangerous. I think it doesn't matter how well or how hard you try to show that you, you aren't dangerous. That's that not you even a real it's thing. It's like they have a pre- preconceived idea of you before you even like approach them so it's like mm-hmm. nothing you do or say will change their mind mm-hmm. until i guess they decide to see like oh he really is not dangerous i had the wrong idea this whole time and now mm-hmm. i feel ashamed but even though he, they may not even admit that if they do feel that way so it's like you gotta just take it as it is i guess and just hopefully leave them alone Talk to him, Zach. Are you all worthy to journey into my past? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I got my seatbelt on. <laughs> I like you all, so I'll give you a hint of Zach. Hop on his Zach so, bus. Uh, you might want to sit over here so you can. The drama king. <laughs> uh, my experiences with being a lighter complected brother. Uh, I'll have to admit, high school, well, my first two years of high school was was the worst years of my life, (laughs) to make small talk about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, being made fun of from other black kids for wearing Chuck Taylors, all of them wore Jordans. Forces. Forces. And it was always the white forces, too. Black forces. <laughs> you don't really see people wearing black forces. <laughs> and it was like the dopest shoe to wear. And I used to be like, this is stupid. Why are they wearing these all white, stupid looking shoes like this? Like, the logo is even white. You can't even see it. But go, sorry, anyway, go on. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. It doesn't matter. I mean, being too black enough mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. moon. How you talk? Like, yeah. you're, uh, like you sound white and all the other yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And this is at Richwoods High School. You went to Richwoods? For my senior, freshman sophomore year what year uh i would have graduated 2011 okay mm-hmm. okay you so there i was there. there i was just a uh to out, yourself outcast outcast i was quiet hey. dude <laughs> 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 then i transferred to limestone and oh uh, that was outcast song. sorry wow <laughs> i went to limestone and it was like i was treated like i was a god or something the white students there 
treated me like I was an actual human being. The only, the only slack I got at Limestone was from a Mexican dude. Uh, every day in the hallway, he would say to me and my brothers and sisters, I kid you not, District 150 let the, uh, the zoo animals at us. Or he'll say stupid shit like, this ain't Manual, this ain't Woodruff, this ain't Central, this Limestone. And we'll kick your black ass, stuff like that. You said he was a Mexican? Yeah. You, that's Bro, right. Mexican? Sometimes you need to just hit them in the mouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, low-key, they're, low they're racist, but they're playing. Hey. And it's like... They get just as much hate as black people, though. Look, That's bro, what... In Cali right now, bro, the gang culture in Cali, Mexicans and black are is war right That's now. That's beyond me, big fella. Because look, <laughs> this is this is the thing. We don't look at us like a nation. <laughs> yeah, they look at them like a nation, and we they're like we're in the way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. they don't really like black folks in California. They go out of their way. To don't nobody like black people. That's they, a shame. But that's how. They go never, out I won't get way. it. I won't get into biblical things. They, <laughs> they go out of their way to hurt black people. They're paid by the Mexican drug cartels to go kill black people. Even if they're, even if they're not in gangs, they'll go and kill a kid or a woman because they hate black people. But little do they know, they're just as much of a mayate, which is a. Uh, slang. Yeah. slang, racial slurs that they give. It means people. like dung beetle, but really it's a derogatory term. For, right? They yeah. call you're just as much of a mayate as I am because mm-hmm. everyone originated in Africa. Yeah. Stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> my, my <laughs> Arab friends will will say abid, and abid means slave, but they use it to mean black person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, That's not all the Spanish views out there. <laughs> we like you. <laughs> if you speak Spanish, you're it's cool. Just specific, when we talk about a specific person in a specific situation. And back to rituals, being diverse, being I listen to a lot of different music. I just don't listen to <laughs> hip hop. Okay, I get you. No, I I completely agree with you with the whole like music thing. Because at Richwoods. If you didn't listen to a certain genre, you were a lame. That's true. Mm-hmm. I listened to a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, back in the day, yes, I will say I was like that because that's just how it was and that's just what we went to. You don't want to be picked in, so you're going to mm-hmm. you're gonna go with the crowd that, you know, like, I'm not trying to sound like a fucking dick, but that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, I was kind of like that, but now that I'm a lot more mature than I was in high school. I can't relate. <laughs> you ain't shit <laughs> I listen to everything mm-hmm. Like one of my good friends My first roommate Like fucking He opened my eyes to music he, This demands listens to everything So yes I listen to a little bit of everything now But I completely agree with you on that Thank you Well back to Richwood My freshman year We had a Black History Month project and I did my Black History Month project on Prince, mm-hmm. and the class made fun of me for that. I was in a class with mainly black students, because in my class, everyone was listening to the hottest hip-hop artists out at the time. I don't remember, because like I said, I'm not a huge hip-hop person. I like hip-hop, I like the older stuff, right. the 80s, 70s hip-hop. Big classic e. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a more I like it when you call me Big Papa like Jimi Hendrix Jimmy Prince Michael Jackson 
<laughs> Thank you. That's all me. That was my playlist in high school. I got made fun of by black students for doing my report on a black musician who that not, wasn't black enough. Who wasn't? Who also wasn't seen as black enough. Uh, I'm not not trying to compare myself to Prince. I can never be on God level. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but anyway, um, he he got he they gave him shit for his albums. Like in 1982, he dropped 1999, which more was more funk mm-hmm. oriented. Mm-hmm. He had more black fans. When he dropped Purple Rain, which was more had more rock influences in it, the black community gave him shit for that. They said he sold out to white audiences and not appease them. The point I'm making is light skinned brothers get a lot of a lot more slack than people think we do. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. seems like we're also picked on for our differences, not just in, like they all want us. Oh, well, I, I, I kind of like a um, collective. Black people tend to want to be seen as like one specific way instead of like letting us be the way we choose to want to be mm-hmm. as a black collective, and they just like want to put us in all in a box and say, "Oh, if you get out this box, then you're not like black enough to be included in this box or whatever." I think it's because society mean, already puts us in a box, <clears throat> and then we put ourselves in even more of a box. Right. For us, exactly. yeah, we we really we we have a problem as black people as wanting to be our own. Like at first, like growing up when I was a kid. It was, you're either black, you either dark skin, you're light skin. You're always black because I'm from a time where we had to take the ISAT test. I don't know how many people remember oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black and African, African-American was the thing that you checked off. Regardless of what you do, but you're black. Like, then we got to a point that we brown skin has become a thing, which I don't understand. I guess you, you're not light enough to be light skinned. You're not dark enough to be dark skinned. So you wanted your own thing. Like you're black. It don't matter what. It don't matter if you're light skinned. You're dark skinned. You chocolate. And if they choose for you, that's what they're gonna put. Oh, yeah, is black. Like, mm-hmm. You check that ISAT text box, boy. What you getting? <laughs> black. I don't know about you guys, but I like being the color of a block of cheese. Really? Because <laughs> that's the color that you I don't like. know about you guys, but I'm a nice burnt honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did y'all want to talk about the dark skin? Hell yes. He been waiting. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> it is. Soy sauce, people. Speak up. Soy sauce? <laughs> Damn, I'm not that dark, bro. See, all right. Wait, wait, pause, pause, pause. Wait, wait, pause, pause. I'm sorry. I have to. He said... Soy sauce people. Soy is a bean, and then he says, "Spill the beans." <laughs> That's but bad. Also, bad. by the way, all these are just jokes. We're not taking each other seriously when we make these colors jokes. So, so we would hope you won't either. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because last time, like, don't look at us. It didn't go so well. Okay. There's always gonna be that. I don't like the If you don't like it, don't fucking listen to it. <laughs> right. I'm light skinned, but I love my dark Nestle chocolate. Yes, we're all black. We all appreciate all shades of black. So it's not, we're you know just that, all friends here. You know that nonsense out here, guys, you hear me? <laughs> but for being, as you would say, a dark fella. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so like, I'm not well, purple black, but I am, I'm also not light. So I don't know, like, dark chocolate milk. I'm a little d- darker than milk chocolate, but you know, for the darkies out here. <laughs> like, woo! <laughs> Like, I mean, I shit, though, like, okay. it's hard being dark. Like, 
I like that you're like accentuating dark, dark, dark. <laughs> okay, especially like being black. Should I say it's hard being black? A darker skin tone, like because the town we live in is like what ninety percent white. I don't know if it's ninety percent. There are I quite a few. Peoria is really big. Yeah, Peoria is very what? big. I would say small. I would say I would say maybe seventy percent. Seventy. I'd say seventy percent. Okay, that's a good. And like, yeah, but our town look, look is <laughs> closet racist. Yeah, it's not like yeah, yep. It's mm-hmm. not openly it racist, but mm-hmm. it's closet it's racist. And I didn't really understand it or find out about it. Well, I've always known about it, but I didn't pay attention to ex- it. Pay it, experience it until I went to a bigger much bigger state that's more diverse. And when I first found out about it, well, I've always known about it, but when it was first brought to my eyes, is I have a friend that came from, uh, what did he even live before? He lived somewhere else before here. And he was like, so uh, do you ever get like stared at or like treated different? I'm like, I mean, yes and no, but it didn't really, I didn't notice it. And he was like, well, because the car seat driver are nicer in cars. And he's like, I'm always getting stared at and blah of this and blah of that. I'm like, I mean, I notice it, but not really because I grew up in this town. So I know it. And I went to New York and they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Oh, they're they are a melting pot, though. They can't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a little bit of it. There's a little bit of everything there. Like, they just... They treat you as a, like a, they're assholes, mm-hmm. but they're not assholes. They're yeah. Assholes to everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. opportunity yeah. assholes. Like they're gonna be assholes to white, black, Mexican, Chinese. Like, like, they don't every look at race. you as a race. Like you just end the way move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then I came back to here, and I was like, damn, he was right though. Like yeah. you walk in the store and automatically just white. get stared at and you follow, or like. Have you ever gotten an elevator with another race? I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to point fingers, so I'm not gonna say the race. But have you ever gotten an elevator with, an, <laughs> with another race? And, and like they like tense up or they yeah. grab their purse. I'm like, bitch, I ain't trying to steal from you. I'm Are you walking by their car and they lost the door? God, I hate that. that. Or I hate or have that. you have you ever been like walking down the street? And they go to the other. They go to the other side of the street. I'm just like, bro. I, <laughs> I ain't even on that shit. I just told Jerry. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to my destination. I ain't trying to fuck with you. Right. Like, like that. It's the little things like that that other people don't realize that black people mm-hmm. have to deal with literally every single every day. day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went to. There's a book in the Peoria Library downtown. The library downtown, and it's in the genealogical mm-hmm. section, and it's called. I, I shit you not, it is called the Negro in Peoria. And it's I think it's I think it's from the sixties. And the person who compiled this book compiled it to chronalize am I saying that right? I think so. Chronologize whatever the fuck. Not that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's to chronalize the experiences of black people in Peoria. And apparently it was a very small percentage of blacks here at the time. And the reason we came here is because there was a lot of black people who heard that there were significant financial opportunities here. (laughs) And the book goes on to say that Glen Oak Park used to be segregated. 
<laughs> and there was a pool here that blacks could not go to after certain times. It was segregated. Didn't know that. Like, we don't ever think about that being Peoria. But there was once a time where you could not go to Glen Oak Park. I think it was like after 8 o'clock or something like that or 6 o'clock, something. It was only allowed for whites to go. But Peoria is extremely closet racist. Yeah, it do. Oh, for and I real. did look it up. Um, seventy three point seven percent white, and oh, then eighteen point seven percent black. I don't but know what obviously twenty nineteen because they haven't done this year. Yeah, but. like like I wasn't playing when I was like, "You were a closet racist," because they really is. No, they are. Go to Minnesota. And then like. If you say that to another, you're not blah blah blah. blah. I was like, yes, they are. That. And like, you don't, don't have to deal with that every mean, single day. Right. You go to a store they or you walk the down a fucking street or get in an elevator. Right. Like, it is what it is, but. Mm-hmm. Or even I where, like, we, I was going to say, like, um, if you were to tell somebody that they're going to get defensive about it. Uh, yeah. Because then it's like, it's like you're saying, like, you're saying them specifically. It's like, I'm not even talking about you specifically. I'm just saying in general. People here are causing grace, and then like because they don't experience it, they take offense to it. Mm-hmm. And I think when you don't experience something, you automatically just assume somebody else is just in their head about it. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, no, this happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot more than you think. I don't mm-hmm. even bring it up to them. I just I, that, that's why I don't talk about race. I just think personally, <laughs> we need to stop asking for permission to be free. Yeah, we don't need to ask anybody to be free. We're free. Period. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, and like. Another thing is, like, I don't know if everybody dates outside your race here, but I do. Because mm-hmm. I like everybody. Well, so, uh, women. I like everybody. <laughs> women. Just kidding. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. I like women. Well, you got hit with the ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 and, like, honestly, sometimes, well, all the time, if you date outside your race, you, now you have to, like, so how would your parents feel about you dating a black mm-hmm. African-American? Because... A lot of parents are like, no, I don't want you dating outside your race. Or, you better stay away from that nigger. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think my biggest it, thing. It really got to that point that you have to ask, how would your parents or how would your family feel about you dating a black person? Because there's a lot that will say no. Yeah. And I think some of that too is, and that's not saying to everybody, mind you, I'm, I have white people in my family. I am white. But um, I feel like sometimes you get the people who really appreciate the person and some people who appreciate the culture and there's like oh they're cool because they're black but i don't really understand nothing that they're going through i just think it's the idea of being black is cool but they don't really appreciate the person and i think on another thing and i've told somebody this and they said it was racist and i to me it's not racist i personally if i wasn't married which i am i wouldn't date anyone who was not black the reason for that is because i feel like black people understand other black people in a way that no other race will Mm -hmm. and and that's not to be rude or racist. I'm not saying that another race can't see, oh, they, they get treated like garbage. But it's more than just getting treated like garbage. I just feel like on a spiritual and a soulful level, a black person can understand a black person in a way that other people cannot. <clears throat> and that's that's my thing. You date who you want. If you find somebody of another race who you feel like really connects with you, you do you. Here's a question. And I'll state my claim. Because I don't care how anybody thinks about it. (laughs) (laughs) Speak, brother. I want to say this ahead of time. I am probably the only one here who shares this view. And this view does not represent the views of the group. How would you feel? I'm going to ask the question and then say what my answer is. If your children brought a white person home. I would be disappointed. (laughs) But what do you guys think? I personally wouldn't care. Yeah, I I, I do. I was brought up. 
that it doesn't color doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My mom says whatever makes me happy, she's happy. So if I had kids and they brought home a white, a black, a Chinese, a fucking any other fucking race out there, if if you're good to the my child, then mm-hmm. that's all that matters. I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, for me, I personally wouldn't care because it's like, who am I to tell you who you need to love or who you should love? Just because you don't have my approval or if you do my approval, my approval doesn't matter because it's your relationship, it's your life. I'm only here to help guide you to do, to become a, I guess, a decent human being, <laughs> mm-hmm. or at least to the, to the best of my ability. But I'm not here to control who you should be with or who you, what you should do with what you want to do with your time, your life, whatever, after you have some understanding of what you need to do. And that control is like, it can create some type of resentment or in a way put something in their mind that like, if I don't do this, I will disappoint my parent. And it's like, mm-hmm. it may not, it may go against what you really want to do, what you really feel you need to do. And it just creates a kind of tension between you and your child sometimes if you have that type of control over who they should be with. Mm. Cool. I think that love is totally moldable. It's a chemical that you can train to come up whenever you, whenever that thing you train it to. Mm. That's my personal view, but um, mm. relax. <laughs> I strongly believe in don't judge a person by the color of the skin, but the context of your character. Yes. I will judge everybody singularly, not as a whole, you personally. So if you personally treat my child like shit, I will make sure that I treat you like shit. There you go. <laughs> now. That's fair. And that's how I look at it. I'm, I'm going to look at that as a single entity. This person is with my child, whether it be any race, it don't matter. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. you treat it, you treat them with respect and love, then that's just what it is. But if we have to go down the other route, I personally don't mind. Your boys with the shit. Do you see yourself having children? Hell yeah. Wait. <laughs> I want three of them teens. <laughs> if, if, I, if, I can get, if I can get what I want. They, I personally, yes. It's a 50-50 shot to have a boy or a girl. I want a boy. Simply because I don't know how to raise girls. You'll learn. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, bro. And look. They love you, bro. They yes. love if, you, if, if you got a good relationship with You whatever. are 100% correct until they become teenagers. Oh, oh. But no, the <laughs> mom will get more I slack than you will. I'll look, tell you that right now. Look, I'm telling you, bro. Bro, look. Bro, I'm sending I ne- her off to I live never, with my sister I ne- this is until my, she's an adult. It's about to get really depressing. <laughs> I, I tell never you knew love until I had my daughter, bro. I, I feel you, but you would feel that single amount of love if it was Thank a boy. I would hope. As far as point, as far as like kids go, I'm up in an air. Like I go through phases. Like at one point, yeah, I want them, but then at another point, I'm like, nah, fuck that, because I like my money. It also too depends on who you're with, and maybe when you're with the right person, you'll decide you do or whatnot. I don't know. Things change. Life changes. Because personally, I've I've experienced four years of it, over four years of it, and. The greatest thing about raising kids is also the hardest thing about raising kids. When you get to see kids grow up and have mm-hmm. their own personalities mm-hmm. and all of that, that's also the pain in the ass because you help 
the mold that bullshit personality. That she has. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you gotta I be really, mad at yourself a little bit. I really want to elbow drop you, but I can't because you you got that from me. <laughs> Your kids are fucking. Oh, I can I can see why my father <laughs> doesn't you. like me. <laughs> so yeah, see, I didn't really grow up with a father figure. Well, oh, that that man's just out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, mommy got you, man. <laughs> yeah. well, let us not get too off track for How do you feel about? Or if you had, if you, when you guys have kids, um, I think I kind of agree with all of you. I think I kind of fall a little bit more with him, mm-hmm. only because with him she I disagree. Oh, sorry, James. with him I mean James. Not um, me. Here's the thing. <laughs> I for the same reasons that I feel about for myself. However, if my child found somebody and they treated them well and they respected them, that's all I really care about. But I know, but there are some people who they don't date their race because they see women in their race as ugly or men in their race as ugly or because I have people in my family who think that like mm-hmm. one of my cousins, she she talks so much crap about she's married to a white man, which is fine. That's her life. But she was talking hella shit about black men and this and my grandma who was white. She was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Your family, you have strong black men in your family. It pissed my grandma off. And it's like, I don't want a situation like that. Like, if you're dating outside of the race mm-hmm. because you just genuinely like this person, not because, oh, I don't like people in my race. They're too this, too that. It was like, that's still who you are. So that's self-hate to me. Right. But if you're, if it has to do with self-hate, I'm not good with it at all. Right. I prefer you stay with who you are. I don't really care, though, as long as the person that you are with generally respects you, you respect them. Mm-hmm. As long as that's there, you live your life, you do you. Gotcha. But if it's not there, then... I'm gonna have to ask. You gotta go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> hey, Anthony, uh, I I personally think that all kinds of people of all kinds of colors and cultures are all wonderful, beautiful people. And you know, being someone who is uh, mixed race, I think it's just like um, the more the merrier. Um, in that, I mean, like mix it up, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then like that family line, you'd be like, oh damn, you got all kinds of shit going on and you're like oh yeah i do and mm-hmm. it's great um and so that's just my kind of view on it is just like it's it's all it's all good he said treat it like a potluck <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh uh i wouldn't care it wouldn't bother me as much but to add what she was saying about self-hate within the black community mm-hmm. i have a brother which just like me, I'm not going to say his name. I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> Put him on blast. R.I.P. He, he loves white women. He thinks black women are ugly. Mm-hmm. And I low-key try to hook him up with a black CNA at my job. But that didn't work because my brother likes old, washed up. <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this. He's definitely going to know who you're talking about. <laughs> I used to only date white women myself. You know, and I only dated one white guy. And he, not that he was bad, but there wasn't a connection. Most Not because he was white. I think he, he was just a boring good. person. <laughs> I think he was just boring, but... <laughs> not that he was bad. He wasn't good. <laughs> He's good for somebody. In Mark and Pekin, I, I dated an Italian chick who lived in Pekin. Mm-hmm. Her dad, a full-blooded Italian. Racist son of a bitch. Italians are racist, but they're fine. Uh, <laughs> like you can't take them seriously. <clears throat> I'm not going to repeat what he said to her, but it's called her. It's called her, her a nigger, nigger lover. lover. Uh, <laughs> damn, that's deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 deeper than 
Italians come from the Moors. Their ancestors, but, especially the Sicilians, are all black. Alright, sorry, we had technical difficulties. It cut off right before we were actually getting to the topic. So, to we answer or ask the question is how do we feel about the word nigger or nigga? And Devon was explaining how he felt about it before it cut off. And so the rest of us didn't get to have our part recorded. So, you can go on, Devon. About how you wow. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody didn't get that wow, it's because he didn't want to do his part again right now. Yeah, I, I will happily do my part again, but he just needs to stay. You got all excited to talk right? about this, and now you don't want to. Because I don't remember what I said. Oh my goodness, we'll come you back to you later. Okay. Go ahead, Jerry. How I felt about it is I didn't. it didn't matter to me because it's just a word to me. And the more you give a word power, the more it's going to make you react to it, as Rob said before it got cut off. And... I don't give that much power to it, so I'm not going to get upset about anyone who actually tells me or calls me a nigger or a nigga. Well, I guess nigger would probably upset me, but at the same time, <laughs> in general, the word doesn't bother me because it's just a word to me. It's like the same as you calling me stupid or dumb or something like that. It's, it's how you see me, but that's more of your, of my, oh yeah, basically what I was going to say, your reflection of me, which I'm not. That's not your problem? Yeah, it's not my problem, pretty much. But go on, how you felt about it, Rob? Uh, personally, we were before we were cut off, we were talking about Devon was speaking on scaling back on saying it, and I don't plan on scaling back on saying it, you know? I believe you give a word power, you, you know, you let it hold you, and then you react a certain way, and you're, you're basically giving them the reaction that they want. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to see because that's what they think of you. So, you know, I personally say it, even though I, I do use different words. I use king. You know, that's uplifting. You know, <laughs> I like uh, Maybe not because I'm saying it like that. Maybe people look at it as a joke. But I try, always try to, you know, show my fellow man love. That's, that's what I do. Because not too many of us out there. Um, I personally and I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I do use the word quite a bit I try not to use it as much hopefully eventually not at all but I look at it the same that I would look at if you're saying isn't or ain't I feel like nigga is just black people came up with it uh, as a just it's still nigger it's just black people's version of it so it's basically to me is when black person calls another person nigga they might as well just be saying what's up nigger <laughs> I, I don't know i don't like it but i also use it so apparently i don't hate it too much yeah so that's just my opinion but i do agree it, i mean it's just a word at the end of the day if it offends somebody i'm not gonna use it with them but zachary i thought he was an oh okay Anthony. go ahead Anthony. sorry oh sorry uh yes uh i i personally don't use it only um in a more joking context uh i'll say it to other uh of my black brethren um but like as as a word um in and of itself um i think well like both both terms the hard r sounds a lot worse but both terms were still said to to mean you know the bad things that they do and i'm not you know uh as educated as brother james here but uh for what i think but like how i kind of view it is like i'm not really a fan of anybody else using it 
you know, and because it because it came out of a place of of such hatred and to mean that you were less than human. So when you say that, you mean like outside of people outside who are black, of, outside of black people, okay? You know, and because because it was used in that way, and like yes, it it is a word, and you only give a word so much power, but like that was where like that was the use Mm -hmm. of it so it's a respect thing and so it and it's to me it's different than like when (laughs) the word um like retarded became a thing but in actuality you know that is the description we just used it negatively towards things Mm -hmm. you know to me the n-word is the other way around of that where it was purely out of hatred and stuff and we and us as black people as community have taken that word back now and so now now it's our word and mm-hmm. we get to choose who gets to say it and whatever right. and, the, and the definition of that and so to use it candidly among um our people it's like oh that's 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 great and that's one thing um but in, in a different context of, of somebody else it's like nah I, i'm not really like uh, a fan of that personally um and like i never <laughs> And I, I'm not a fan of saying it around other people, especially like white people. Because to me, I, I I'm a big like I can feel like the like the kind of vibes in the room and kind of go on with that and the tension. And like anytime that comes up, to me it immediately feels like tense. Mm-hmm. It feels weird. It feels like awkward. Because now we've let's say it's like we've entered something that is I don't I don't even know how to describe that, but like we've entered this kind of weird awkward situation and. Like whenever there's like white people around, and so I don't personally like, I guess in some sense when black people use it around white people because of that kind of feeling it gives me. Um, but yeah, but amongst our people, like yeah, but it, I don't think it's, it's nothing I I take casually, especially after being you know, a few times in my life being called it mm-hmm. from people who are not. Mm-hmm. you know it's just like it doesn't it doesn't feel good either either way mm-hmm. you know um, but my dad says it all the time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's just uh my take on it okay. uh, yeah, you're gonna last you need to go last let's that go let's that go oh, already went over there. <laughs> okay. well, i passed the mic to this guy he that's right awesome you did. So that's oh, like now you it's your turn back on okay well I hate the word now. I didn't use to hate the word. I was just like, James, Robert, I say it all the time. It's a joke at school. <laughs> Me and a white guy at that limestone would be back and forth. Nuka. Back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> in the classroom. Did you say Nuka? Yeah, Nuka. What's up? His name was Jake. We, we said stupid shit to each other to each other all the time. I'll be like, what up, Nuka? And he's like, what up, Nuka? And I'll tell him to eat it. Blankety blank, he'll tell me to eat one back. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Yeah, no, the point I'm making is I understand, I get it, but now I'm 28 years old. I hate the word. um, I don't want to be called it. You won't see me refer to you young, black, intelligent brothers as niggas. You guys are just. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are kings. We're kings. We're not niggas or niggers. We're better than that. And if you call me that, I will gut you like a fish. (laughs) No, James. He's so excited. So are you not going to talk anymore about this then? Nah. All right. Like, 
trying to repeat myself on the time. You better. Just speak on how you feel about it. Do you All like right, it or do you not? <laughs> just do, nobody heard you. Do you like it or do you not? I, I don't want to speak on it. All right, whatever. Um, you ain't important anyway. Dang. <laughs> I'm just like, hurtful. Brother James, brother James, let him know how you feel. Here speak up truth, King. <laughs> In South Africa. Here we go. <laughs> there was a term and still is. The term is kefa. You ever heard that term before? Yeah, Mahatma Gandhi. It's called black kefir. So, does anyone know what that word means? You know what that word means? Yeah, South African word for nigger. Yeah, no. Dang. But that is how they use it. The word kefa <laughs> is the term they use in South Africa to mean nigger. But the word is an Arabic word that means someone who's not Muslim. So what do they do? The South Africans said, these people are mostly Muslim. We're going to degrade them by calling them the worst thing they call other people. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're going to call them kafir. But because we're South African and we have a weird accent, we're going to say kefir. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the same thing happened in Ethiopia with the French. The French went through Ethiopia, and in Ethiopia and in India, they have a very similar word. That word in India is negus, and the word in Ethiopia is nega or negui. It means king or queen, right? So when the French went through, they heard this word nega, but instead of saying nega, they said niger, because they're French. They have their own accent. So as, as they decide to enslave Africans, they say the same thing the South Africans decided when they enslaved the Zulu. So as the French are going through Ethiopia, they come across this word. And as they decide to enslave the Ethiopians, right, they say, we're going to call them the worst, the worst possible thing we could call them is a word that for themselves was beautiful. It represented a sovereign. A Negar Negui was an actual Ethiopian sovereign, a king or a queen or someone of high notability or, or status. And so a lot of people don't know that the word Ethiopian is actually at the time synonymous with the word African. Same exact thing, right? So you can go in old, um, what are those old books? Encyclopedias, you can see Ethiopia and African was the same word, right? So what happens as they enslave Nigerians, Algerians, Tunisians, and so on and so forth? What happens as they decide to enslave these people is that they're going to say, we're going to call them a word that means something incredible to them. It means something that everybody wants to attain. And so as this process of Jim Crow, as this process of, um, help me out here, guys, the guy that created the paper that made slaves act stupid even to this day. Willie Lynch? Willie Lynch. What was the premise of Willie Lynch? Make them destroy themselves. And so we don't know who we are. We talked about that earlier, right? And so if someone doesn't know who they are, they will never be able to say, I, my ancestors used to be Muslim, and kefir means kafir, and kafir means someone who I'm not. They will never be able to say, my ancestors used the word nega, negui to mean king or queen, but these people wanted me to forget and not call myself that. But what did we do? Coincidentally, we did. And it's not the only time we've did it. We used to have sessions in Sudan, there's writings about people in Sudan. There's writings about Native Americans that used to get together and they used to have sessions where they spoke badly about each other for fun. Yo, biscuit, bean, goofy head. 
We've been fighting each other for 6,000 years. We still fighting each other today. Mm-hmm. So to me, that word means something. There's a, there's a certain level of power to me with remembering what the word actually means. They try to tell you that the word means someone who's ignorant, but who told you that? <clears throat> who told you that word means someone ignorant? Where's the etymology to that word? Who, who can prove that that word means ignorant? You find out it has no, it doesn't mean ignorant etymologically at all. So um, would you say today, I, it, the word really depends on how you define it instead of what was, was used as in the past? I think that I choose to say the word because I know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I think that if you choose to say the word, you know where it comes from. But because I don't look at myself as Negro color black, I only see nations, right? right? I don't think Africans should be running around calling each other nigga. Because to them, they're copying something we decided to do. Right. If that makes sense. It does. They're, it's not, they're not genuinely saying, hey, I used to be a king or a queen, or I am a king or a queen. They're, they're just copying something we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think white people should say it, and I don't think Mexicans should say it. I think that we have a beautiful ability to say what we think in the country of America. That's a beautiful thing that a lot of other places don't have. I also think if you say it to me, I'm going to hit you in the mouth. So there's, there, there should be, I think that all cultures should have a certain level of understanding for each one of us. Like if you're, if you're Muslim and I'm Christian, right? You're not Christian. I'm actually Muslim. Mm-hmm. Then I shouldn't be coming up to you disrespecting you because you're Christian, regardless of my views. Right. So I have a certain view about what a Christian is and what they are. Right, because I idealized with the Moorish way of thinking, and the Moors had a, a term. It was Morisco. It was a bad way of saying that's a Moor or a black person who's a Christian. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I have the that thought, but I'm not going to disrespect you because you're a Christian. Right? right? Maybe I think that being Christian is less than being Muslim. Everyone has their predilections. Right. Yeah. Maybe you don't talk about it. Maybe your predilection really isn't that big. Maybe you don't like people that eat rice. That's not that big. Who cares? <laughs> right. But everybody has something in them that's like, I'm not going to talk to that person because I don't have, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't share that value. So that's where I think. I think that, uh, I don't think we should be trying to ban the word. And I think that we should all culturally understand that there are cultural differences in in ethnicity groups, mm-hmm. in ethnic groups, you know, everybody's not the same and we should all respect each other. My point about the Christian thing is that Christians eat pork. The Bible says don't eat pork, but Christians have cultivated their own religious view where they say it's okay to eat pork. Mm-hmm. I think that that's wrong. Now, is that really much better than eating beef? No. And in the Quran, it says that verily there is a disease in the beef, but it's not been forbidden from you. So... Is there some learned behavior? Absolutely. 100%. Right? I don't think the word is wicked or evil. And I don't even think that it means that white people are bad because they say it. I just think that you don't really understand what's going on. And you don't have respect for the cultural dynamic that is in this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. You just don't care. And you want to have a certain level of uh, ability to impose your will on something. That's really what it is. They want so, to be included. Exactly. So that's my take on it. Okay. So as a last section of this podcast, we're going to talk about things we love about black people. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the black privilege thing. Oh, we can go that oh, too. Yeah. yeah, that's another so say, thing. Hold on, can, let's, let's not talk about that. Let's go that. Black privilege. Before we end it. Oh, yeah. Good.
Do I have to do I have to start this? Yes. Yeah, okay, so I know a lot of you got really mad when I said that I like know. white privilege doesn't exist. Because I, I was I didn't not get mad. I also got mad. Yeah, because for so I'll just start off by saying that I'm not saying white privilege does not exist mm-hmm. in that black people don't have a disadvantage and that stuff doesn't happen. What I'm saying is it's society has now come to a point where black people play the victim a lot. Everything that doesn't go right is because of society and the way that things are and some of it is just black people just are not trying that's true they're playing victim for stuff you can't be a victim they want things handed to them like yes we want handouts we we that's not how it works we are too smart too strong of a people to want this stuff like we we can do way better than we're doing not saying it's gonna be easy i'm not saying that at all but and then i feel like every little thing oh white people a white person has to do this now because of what happened to my ancestors the white people who are living now did not do shit to your ancestors. Some some of their ancestors did. Not saying that there aren't white people or other races in general. So I won't just talk about the white people. But um, who, who aren't... <laughs> I'm not saying that there aren't people now who don't treat black people like garbage and make it harder for us to do things. Or that black people still don't get treated a certain kind of way as far as like... I do believe in the police brutality is happening and some of the other stuff that's happening. So I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm just saying black people have started taking have started to become victims and everything is is something with them and then we just all always expect white people to do a certain thing or other races do a certain thing for us because what's happened in the past and like what was an example you you were talking about this the other day you want to jump in sure if i can remember the example it's just like i i don't know if this is that great of an example but at my job and because we're talking about black history month I prefer, I don't necessarily like it, but I've had, I work at the library and we had several patrons who were really upset because there wasn't a Black History Month um, display up. I didn't do anything about it because I don't really care about it. But obviously some people do and it's kind of messed up when we have President's Day display, but nothing for black people. So I did do one. Um, And then after I did that, everybody at my job felt the need to tell me how great it was that I decided to put up a display for black people. I don't need your confirmation. I don't want it. I don't need to hear that you would have done it yourself, but you just didn't think about it. I don't really care. I don't care about your opinion. I just did it because my people were asking for it and because we deserve recognition. So I just feel like every little thing doesn't need, I feel like every little thing, they feel like they need to, to tell me, oh, you're doing great. I don't need that. I really don't need that. I want you to treat me with respect like you do everybody else. Black people don't get treated with respect all the time, but I think on the same level, black people don't treat themselves with respect like we need to. We expect everybody else to give us things because of what's happened in our past, and I don't think that's right. I feel like if you really want something, fuck all the problems that we have, go fight for that shit. That's what our ancestors did. They weren't getting treated right. They fought for the shit, and the stuff we go through now is not even on the same level at all. So that's what I mean when I say black privilege. And to add what she was saying we were talking about a few days ago, mm-hmm. what I was saying was to add to that, the library example, I cannot stand white liberals. Or yeah. di- or or Democrats. They yeah. are they are they've been a Democrats part of black either. suffering for long for the longest time. And uh and they keep they want blacks to be in victimhood. Yeah. They don't want us to prosper. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by the black privilege thing. It's basically we're tearing ourselves down by allowing other people to 
make us feel like we 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 have to rely on somebody else mm-hmm. in order to get farther and we don't need to do that but go ahead one of you guys want to talk with an opposing or actually i i completely agree with kayla that I, I agree with Kayla that we do turn ourselves down, absolutely, because we seem to believe we need white superiority to come save us. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little different than the concept of black privilege, per se, but I get the idea. The idea is that um, the idea is that we live in a society where it's nowhere near as bad as it was before. And we just kind of laze around not doing anything about any of the struggle. We just say, hey, you know, this is happening politically, but we just post it on Twitter. We don't get out in the streets. Mm-hmm. How many times I've been to jail for some fuck you? Oh, I want my rights honored. Three times. Let me tell you something about jail. It's hard <laughs> and it sucks. Not, you know, boss, whatever. What if you're a light skin guy with long hair in jail? What do they do to you? Well, it's, jail is different than prison. <laughs> but, you know, in prison, you know, you're more likely to get your head beat open for not being on the being on the phone too long, you know. But anyway, I think that I think that there is a certain kind of weakness in us nowadays. And I think I think that it is because we don't have a, we don't have a sense of national pride. We all get caught up in all of these ideals like no offense to anyone. <clears throat> no offense to Jairus. We all get caught up in these ideas like the Tao Te Ching. We get caught up in being, oh, I'm Muslim, I'm not Negro colored, black, I'm Muslim, or I'm Christian, God doesn't see color. God has said multiple times he sees color. I don't know what Bible you're reading. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a centralized pride. There's nothing in us collectively that's saying we are going to do this and we're not ever going to do that. There's nothing in us collectively that says, why don't we hold each other accountable like that? I agree. Why, why don't, there was once a time we policed our own communities. That's not illegal. Why don't we do that anymore? It's true. We don't hold ourselves accountable. We don't act like a nation, but we want things that only nations get, right? Nobody talks about this, but legally, the UN can only grant reparations or countries and nations can only grant reparations to nations. America isn't going to give America reparations. Black people want to be Americans, right? Are we slaves or were we slaves or were we kidnapped victims? You know what I'm saying? Were we slaves or were we taken from other nations? Some of us are walking around and we're like Aniawea or Cherokee. We're really Nigerian, but we call ourselves black and think that means America, American, and it doesn't. If we were Americans, we would not need rights that say you can't not hire this person because of their color. Mm-hmm. There would be no need for that. So I think that I think that we won't educate ourselves, and I think we refuse to get up and do something. We refuse to unite, and ultimately, it's going to be our downfall. I personally think it's getting to be too late, but that's just me. <laughs> I agree. Right, Anyone else want to weigh in on this, or uh, twist? I want to hear what Mr. Anthony has to say. <laughs> Mr. Anthony, I keep forgetting you're over here, man. <laughs> so I do think that uh, white privilege is a thing; it exists, and you know, privilege comes from that like higher power, and it allows you to have access to 
um, more things that other people, other groups uh, don't have. And I don't necessarily think that black privilege is a thing. And the only context that I could really put that in is the privilege that you have of your, um, of your people, of your ancestors who have fought in order to get you to where you are now. Uh, or how black people are seen now as a as a community where we're much more equal and better treated than how we were, you know, um, even like 50, 50 years ago, which is like, um, so like a lot has happened, right? Um, but I, nece I wouldn't necessarily go and say that there is a, uh, a privilege in that, but, and, and, but I, do, I do agree that there should be more accountability, but not not even i mean like in the in the general sense accountability within your own person of the individual you know for if the person is accountable for themselves then they can be accountable for um other people outside of them you know if 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 the root is right then so shall be all of its manifestations so if you can just work on that mm -hmm. and 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 escape the the and I'm with you on like some of the labels thing as well. For someone who wants to do a lot of things uh, creatively, um, I don't like to try to apply um, all of these labels and I don't want to get too caught up in, oh, you don't like the label or all this other kind of dumb uh, stuff that comes towards that. Um, I try to be practical about <laughs> a lot of things. And so I'm not saying that you're impractical. Um, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Um, but I just mean in the sense of like, you know, if, if you name something, then that means it can't really be anything else. And so I'm definitely with you on that part. Um, and that, but I do understand what labels do and allow us to have and that it's able for us to define things and put them into uh, categories and whatever the case. And that, and that has its own uses in and of itself. And, 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 and what I mean when I say I try to be labelless as, as a creative, as, a, as an artist, is like, is to allow myself as a human being to just say, here I am, and how can I honestly express myself totally and completely in whatever it is that I do, you know? And like, I, I'm a big follower of like um, Bruce Lee and Jeet Kune Do, and it's to have it's that is the formless form. So before I because I have no form, I have all forms. Because I have no style, I have all styles. I fit in with all things, you know, because I have that kind of mindset. Like so if you walk into any kind of situation to where you're like say so just like for dance, for example, I've run into that situation where it's like hip hop dancing, right? Someone's trying to learn that and be like, I don't know. I've only done ballet, I don't think I can do that. But that's because you're walking into it with I'm a ballet dancer trying to do hip hop dancing, not I am a person who does dance that is trying to do hip hop dancing. Mm. That, it, and it's such a small thing of perspective, but if you actually had it, it would allow you to succeed because once I realized that, it has worked for me. I like that. You know, tell tell to, them to watch Save the Last Dance. To <laughs> I don't need to cut you off. Yeah, no. I, I learned something from you just now. Yes. Even on a software tip, mm. I look at myself as a Java developer, as an Android developer. Yes. But I wonder now, how am I limiting myself yes. by not just being a software developer? Yes. That's what I mean. a lot, no, no, no. That's my point, though. Allow yourself to, to not be limited, to, mm -hmm. to, to honestly express yourself. And like here you are as a human being, as the individual. And, now, and we have created these systems. 
So it's not that we should try to fit into the machine, that we should fit into the systems, but you need to make the system work for you, you know? And so don't get caught up in these kinds of titles and names, but just allow yourself to do whatever it is that you so do in your mind and be accountable for your actions, you know? I And I know I'm going on a tangent, but I hope it's cool if it's still interesting. No, it's about to. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have a little more of a thing to sprinkle on. When... Um, so as a person who is uh, an artist and wants to get better at doing certain things when it comes to like writing, uh, like screenwriting is something I'm very interested in. But the way I think about it is not to necessarily practice in order to be better at screenwriting, you know, though you do have to do that and to get better at something, but it's to practice within yourself to be more disciplined, to be more accountable and to make sure that you're actually taking the steps, you know, to work on your character even in the small things, like are you or are you not gonna get out of bed when the alarm goes off, yes or no? And there's no, there's no wrong answer to that, but it says something to your character when you do and or don't do that. And it's those kinds of small situations that happen throughout the day, where are you or are you not gonna do that kind of thing that influence your kind of character, you know? When you don't give 100% in doing something, then you're not gonna give 100% in doing other things. And so that's where my whole root thing comes in, where if you yourself have managed to make yourself a disciplined, accountable kind of person, then you can take that and naturally you shall get better at something because you have put those kinds of systems into yourself mm-hmm. so that all of those things are extensions of yourself. So it's like the small goals lead to the big accomplishments. Exactly. There are so many small details that once they are removed, they shall like kind of crum- crumble on mm-hmm. you. All these bigger things will crumble because all these smaller things mm-hmm. um, are gone now. And Your so, foundation. exactly the foundation. So once you have laid the foundation, then everything can build off of that. You, you know, <clears throat> so just be accountable. <laughs> all right. Well, this podcast is about two hours long. Didn't mean it to go that far, but we had this is like a pretty heavy topic for us. So it's worth the listen. Yes, totally. if you do listen to it. Thank you. We appreciate you. And yeah. Have Enjoy your life. <laughs> Until next time. Until next we out next this time. piece. Please like, <laughs> share this podcast. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. We appreciate your ears and all your attention for whatever you have given. And we hope you listen next time on the next episode. Peace out. All right. And also. As a little last note, I know we haven't really spoken on any mistakes that we made, which we could have spoke on earlier in the podcast, but we're working on it. We're working off the kinks and whatnot, so we'll get on that and do better as we progress. Working out the kinks like a good hair day. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. Blacker than black and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black.